Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to explore Ephesians 5, 22 through uh, chapter 6, verse 9. Um, this text, especially the first bit of it that deals with husbands and wives, uh, is often the source of a lot of controversy. It's often the source of a lot of really serious and heated conversations. It um, presents us with some struggles and some challenges. It is um, something I think that is incredibly important we listen to, we pay attention to, and we do so in the context of what has transpired in the letter that Paul is developing and has developed to this point in time in the letter. And in light of that, I think there's something incredibly important that he says right before he jumps into this major section of the letter that should, uh, I think, frame the way he goes about having this conversation in 522 through chapter 6, verse 9. Um, what I'd like to do as, as we go through this bit of the episode is is frame it with that statement he makes up front and then have a conversation about what he's talking about as the section progresses and the core bits of that conversation that um, are Paul's focal point, that are most culturally relevant and powerful for the audience that he's writing to in Ephesus, and then how that might influence the way that we are going to go ahead and understand it for us as part of our instructions as those who live in the church today. So first, uh, this section, 522 through 69, of Paul's letter to the Ephesians uh, begins with this in chapter 5, and it starts in verse 18 and runs to the end of verse 21. Do not get drunk with wine, that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I think it's interesting. I think it's very neat. We, we have a Trinitarian formulation in here. Being filled with the Spirit, giving thanks to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This should be the manner of Christian life that we live. Uh, this is something that I think Paul has highlighted throughout the Ephesians letter. But in his explicit instructions, we are to first be people who are submitted. Uh, sorry, we are, we are to first be people who live full of the Holy Spirit, guided and directed by the Spirit in all things. In that primary uh, application of being guided and led by the Spirit, we are to give thanks to the Father, being grateful for the grace and the mercy, being grateful for the good things that the Father provides. Second, uh, we are to be submitted to the Lordship and the authority of Jesus Christ because he, has, he is the head of the church. Chapter 1, verse 22. Part of being led by the Spirit and submitted to Christ includes being submitted to one another. Submit to one another 
out of reverence for Christ. We who are the body of Christ, the family of faith, are to submit one to another and to the Lordship of Jesus Christ as we are led by the Holy Spirit. And that might be better stated. We are to submit one to another because we are submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ as we are led by the Holy Spirit. Or as an application of being submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and led by the Holy Spirit, we ought to submit one to another. This is part of how we love God and love neighbor. It is also Paul's major focus in 522 through 69 as he highlights practical expositions and expressions of our mutual submission to one another and to the Lordship of Jesus Christ as we are led and guided and directed by the Holy Spirit. So, Paul highlights significant relationships as kind of case studies and as explicit instructions for how we submit to Christ and one another as we are led by the Holy Spirit. As he gets into that, first, he reminds Christian wives to submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. The husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Talking about Christ, not the husband. Now, as the church submits to God, so wives also should submit in everything to their husbands. 5, 22 through 24. Now, interpretations of this instruction vary, and they can be intense and hotly debated. However, I think something that helps understand it, frame it, and maybe diffuse some of that intensity is that it needs to be linked with the instructions provided to Christian husbands and not taken in isolation from the instruction that follows it to Christian husbands. In other words, what Paul intends in wives submitting to their husbands is directly related to what he means in the instructions he's about to provide to husbands in the next set of verses. As he starts that, Paul says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. First and foremost, husbands need to love with a Christ-like self-sacrificial love. And then Paul dedicates a very healthy paragraph here to the nature of this self sacrificial love. Husbands are to love their wives as their own flesh, since the two have become one, 528-33. In addition to that, husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and laid down his life for her in order that she would be pure, blameless, and holy. This calling and this command on husbands is an incredibly high standard. No short of Christ Jesus himself. And we who are husbands are to model Christ Jesus in our sacrificial love for our wives in such a way that we inspire and foster in her righteousness, holiness, and purity. I am called to serve and submit to my wife in the same way that Christ Jesus has served and submitted himself to the better interests of the church, which is his bride. 
This is how husbands are to submit to their wives and to Christ Jesus. We are to live like him, like Jesus Christ, to love like Jesus, and to lead like Jesus, so that our wives know, follow, and become like Jesus Christ as well. It's not about them knowing, following, and becoming like us. It's about us spurring them on, building them up, setting ourselves aside, and modeling the way that Jesus has done that for us. Husbands, when we do this, our wives respond with mutual submission to Christ Jesus and model the way in which he, although equal with the Father, see Philippians 2, submitted himself to the will of the Father. In this way, husbands and wives are submitted to Christ and to one another, and they model and create a kind of full expression of Christ Jesus' leadership and submission to the will of the Father. The married couple, the two made one flesh, reflect the full image and likeness of God seen in Christ Jesus when we conduct our marriages in this way. Husbands, leading, initiating, driving something that looks, lives, loves, leads like Jesus Christ's self-sacrificial, instigating love. And wives responding like he responds, like Jesus responds to the will of the Father in the Gospels. Our full representation of this image of God in Christ Jesus hangs on the leadership and responsibility of husbands to lead, love, and live like Christ Jesus. That evokes a Christ-like response from our wives. I should be one of the single greatest, if not the single greatest catalyst for my wife to love, lead, and live like Jesus Christ herself. She should see it in me first and foremost and most frequently. In like manner to the wives and husbands conversation, Paul then devotes time to children and parents and servants and masters. He tells children to obey their parents, and he quotes the promise of God to children who do so, chapter 6, verses 1, 2, and 3. However, he pauses for a moment and he highlights the role of fathers. Notice he doesn't talk to mothers. He talks to dads. Those of us who are dads are to lead our children in a way that inspires them. That, that inspires them to follow Christ and to submit to their parents as to the Lord. Going back to 521. We are not to exasperate our children, but build them up in the way we live, love, and lead like Christ Jesus. Our fatherly submission to our children and to the Lord is to live, love, and lead like Jesus Christ in order to inspire their submission to the Lord and parents, us, because it is the will of God and it comes with good promises from him. And then finally in this section, he addresses servants and masters. This is not a 
sort of Christian officializing or rubber stamping an approval on things like slavery. Paul, in other letters, has advocated that individuals who have the opportunity to uh, be set free as bond servants or slaves and feel led and called to do so ought to pursue that opportunity. Here, his focus rests on the individual who, in cultural context, held authority that often reigned unchecked. Masters. Masters are expected to treat their servants well in light of the master in heaven, who is everyone's master. Servants, like children, are instructed to obey and be faithful, to be submitted to their their masters, but masters are to submit to their servants by exemplifying Christ Jesus in his manner of lordship. In this section, 522 through 69, Paul's specifically had in mind individuals with culturally unchallenged authority. And his instruction to them is that they are to submit themselves to Jesus Christ, the head of the church, and to others through the leadership of the Holy Spirit in ways that inspire Christ's likeness in others. Christians in all phases and contexts of life are called here to submit to the Lord, 521. Submit to one another, 521. To be led by the Holy Spirit, 518. So that as we are filled by the Spirit, we lead the life of a Christian. Somebody who looks, lives, loves, and leads like Jesus. Because the body of Christ, who is its head, is to live, love, and lead like the head of the body, like Jesus Christ himself. This is our call as Christians submitted one to another. That whatever our station and place, the way that we live, love, and lead, should look like Christ. Husbands, it takes up a certain sacrificial, self-giving consistency to spur our wives and children on so that they live, love, and lead like Christ. We submit to Christ and to our wives and children so that they submit to Christ and exemplify him in their relationships with us. Husbands in this section of the Ephesians letter are called to exemplify and demonstrate the initiating powerful, self-sacrificing love of Christ. And wives and children are called to respond with the love of Christ to the Father that willingly, joyfully placed the will of the Father above his own will, that prayed that his will be done, the Father's will be done, that prayed that the Father's will and the Father's ways be made manifest on the earth as they are in heaven. We are to be people who live full of the Holy Spirit, guided and directed by the Spirit in all things, submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and submitted 
to one another in love for God and neighbor. Have a good day. Until next time. Thank you.